Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Consciousness Road Trip Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Watt, and again, we're joined by a special guest while we take a deep dive into the tools of access consciousness, while we explore this amazing planet that we live on. Welcome everyone, you're here again on Consciousness Road Trip Podcast and I'm so excited, I'm in the home of my very amazing, brilliant friend, co-worker, colleague, co-creator, Miss Lauren Marie. Hello Sarah. And I love this because you know it's Consciousness Road Trip and I've laughed about this on the last few episodes because my whole idea with this podcast was to take it on the road as I travel the world and that's why it was a road trip. Which is a good idea before <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> and I haven't been on the road now for weeks, but I did. I got in my car and I drove to your house. And you actually asked me to be on your podcast when we were together in uh, Vienna. That was just before COVID. See? So, so we traveled the all the way home yeah. to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's consciousness. I road trip down the road. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So... You know, always before these podcasts, I'm like, do we come up with a theme or do we just start? But for this one, it was definitely this thing that's been up in my world a lot lately about like, what is creating your life? Like, what does that look like? And I know for us, like both of us work a lot with access consciousness. We have access consciousness businesses. We use the tools. We are the tools. And like, how, how do you, well, let me just ask you, how do you create your life? What is that? What is that for you? What is creating your life for you? Oh, uh, wow. So, so as you know, we have two kids and uh, live down the street from you in Sunshine Coast. And our lives are very busy all the time, <laughs> uh, mostly because of me. Uh, I think the other three would just... <laughs> Happily be coasty. Yeah, you know. Sunshine Coasters. Yeah, yeah. And surf kicking and, back. Yeah. But um, I've got a very busy job as, as do you. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's not really a question of separating work and and play and kid time. And like I've tried to do that, um, it doesn't work so well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm, I, gosh, I've tried lots of different things with that. Like just put it in all together and see, like you know, what happens. And then like nothing gets done, or the kids are totally neglected, or the work is totally neglected. And then I've tried being really structured with like this is work time and this is kid time and this is body you know exercise time and, you uh-huh. know and then that's like makes you crazy too so for me when you say creating your life it's got to be really just every every 10 seconds every yep. day looking at it and being willing to change um like really um dynamically on the on a dime when it's not working cool yeah and it doesn't ever you don't ever get it right yeah <laughs> and that's kind of part of the fun too in a way like where i've found like where the the space of giving up giving up getting it right is the space where the creation begins in a way like it's this place where if you're willing to fuck it up and get it wrong you can have so much more fun and freedom with everything as well because i mean i don't have two kids so i don't have that factor in my life so I'd, you know it's kind of it is different but it's also this thing of like it can be applied everywhere like it doesn't matter if you're super busy or you're not super busy like yeah that thing of it not needing to look or be a certain way and for every day it could turn up totally differently 
Yeah. I guess when you say, so it's like create is the first part of that. Create your life. A lot of people think that they just, uh, it happens to you or yeah. you, it, it, we're talking about someone today who functions in, in our business like an employee. Yeah. And it's a very different energy than like being a leader. Like yeah. she just, and it's not right or, or wronger, but it's like a different way of creating is yeah. to show up to a job and be given a list of things versus yeah. going to a job and going, what should I create today? And yeah. having like a blank slate for me is, is more fun. I, I would make a really bad employee because I would never probably do what I was asked to do. <laughs> well, you probably would. That I could see you doing everything you were to asked to do by morning tea. Yeah. <laughs> going having a cup of coffee and going, okay, now yeah. it's time for Lauren time to, to create. create. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, like you said, like it's not about being it being right or wrong or or either one, but really looking at like what that looks like for you and how that works. Like I remember when I started working with Access and I was really like, well, where's my, like it was that thing, where's my job description? Can someone tell <laughs> And my brother Brendan Watt was like, Sarah, you need to create your role. You need to create what you want to um, contribute to the company and to the businesses and to all the different projects you're working on based on what you're aware of. And I was like, what? You know, it was really cool because I remember when you changed your job totally and I remember you saying, you know, everything I'm doing now is because that's what I was told that I was good at. Yes. And I got hired for all the things that everyone thinks that I'm good at and I am good at it. Yes. But I don't want to do these things. Yeah. And you're like, just change your whole job. And I was like, wait a second. You can do that? How did she get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you saw it that way because from where I was sitting I'm like okay this is it I basically I'm about to lose all my jobs because I'm not like because it was it was this thing of people would be like oh you're really good at that you're really good at that so I would just keep doing that and yeah. but I would get to a point where I'm like oh yeah. I'm so bored but it's, it was brilliant and I don't know how you got away with it but but <laughs> like that I mean I do because what you created was is so much greater than what you were doing before yeah but there must have been a moment where you were like <laughs> I was like, rock roll. This could be the end of the yes. job. Yeah. So let's look then at that tool quickly as well. And if you guys are listening to this, I do mention it in all of my podcasts. If you've just stumbled across this somewhere, we do use the tools of access consciousness. What we're talking about is access consciousness. And yeah, please, if, if you don't know what that is, you can reach out to me or Lauren. But also accessconsciousness.com is a great place to start. Um, so the other thing that came up then was the willingness to lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how, like, have you got anything on that? Like anything that, because you know, for you, you're, you're married, you've got children, you've got a business. Like, how do you create also, like, what is the willingness to lose anything? Because I think people hear it and they're like, what? You mean that I need to lose everything? But it's such a different energy between the willingness I think it's that word. I think you can't get to there until you have a really high trust in you. Thank you. Yes. And a really strong belief that like the universe has your back, consciousness has yeah. your back, whatever you believe in that's like, you know, out there sort of in you out there. Yeah. It's not out to get you. Cool. And that even if you lose it all, it's like you'll still have you yeah. and cool. you can create again. Cool. I think that's, I know other people have said it that way, but that is so 
like that's succinct that's so conducive with what with for me what um being willing to lose it is really all about and I think until I had that trust in myself and knowing that no matter what I lost I would always have me that I was willing to to be me like it's like the more you're willing to lose everything the more you have this freedom to show up as you yeah this is probably a bad way to do it but (laughs) I just had this conversation yesterday with Dylan because I was looking at something and I said okay the worst that can happen is I get fired. And he's like, why are you talking about, like, I just need to go there for a second. Like, I just need to go there and establish the worst thing that could happen from this. And then, okay, would I be okay? And I'm like, yeah, I I would, you know, in certain things, it's like, you you, got to go there. So, you know, would I be able to handle that? Mm-hmm. And you, and really look at it. Like, I mean, there's different things I've done in my life, like move across the world or, yeah. you know, sell my house, like uh, leave a relationship. Like I had to imagine that. And what is the worst that could happen? Like I've done a, a few times, like sort of like not throw it all away, but like started again, sh- like completely like, yeah. like leave everything behind, yeah. move to another country, like all my friends, my business, my house, my stuff, my dogs, like, like everything and start over. And I had to, I had to go through that in my mind. Like what's the worst that could happen here? And then I go, well, that's not that bad. Yeah. I could deal with it. I'm not going to die. Yeah. Um, and it turned out great. And then, you know, okay, I can choose it. And that gives you that space to actually create. And then you go, <laughs> yeah. And you go off creating. And yeah. It's like fun. Yeah. And I think like where you go, like it's that indulging and indulging, like we often think of as like being the good side of things, but also indulging in that, like where, and it's also that thing for me of like, well, you know, if I lost my job and, you know, they were like, no, you, whatever reason, no, you're out. You, you can't do this anymore. That I know if I have my own back, that's, that's that, like, yeah, that's that point where there's nothing that can really deviate you from you from it or shake you from that place of like, yeah. You've always got you, even yeah. if you have no one or nothing else. Yeah. And if you have the capacity to create, which we all do, and you acknowledge you have the capacity to create, then you don't really need anything else. You just create. You have nothing. Yeah. You can create something. Yeah. And <laughs> even when you're willing to have that, like, level of vulnerability and rawness of, of having you, it's also a place, like, if you're not in a relationship or, you know, you don't, or that's changing or something, where if you have that level of, like, of that space with yourself, you also start to almost, like, invite people into your life that are actually going to contribute to that energy rather than like when you're when you're on the opposite side and it's like I need to fill my life with a good job and a relationship and you tend to always bring people into your life that cut you down or that just create this place for you to show up as something that supports and creates for them but when you have that place as well the more and more I'm noticing it feels like there's less people in my life but in actual fact the people I have and the people that are showing up a quality yeah. like there's such a level of them being on the same page as me in a way and there's not a need there yeah which is really cool to function to create your life beyond need where i know like 
when I first found out I was having twins <laughs> and I didn't even have enough money to leave the country. You know, I just came to, you know, play around and I was like, ah, <laughs> two babies. <laughs> I went like into a lot of need. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I also chose like, okay, I demanded of myself to really step up. Um, but I wouldn't have said at that point I was willing to lose, you know, yep. my job or anything because I was like, I gotta, I gotta like hold on to everything because I've got, you know, support things too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it's normal. Um, but I also, I also recognize like the contribution that was available mm-hmm. and I mean, the generosity of so many people and the universe, and it was, and these kids are like actually a generative energy creating, you know, for us as well. So it was like, I didn't, it wasn't, I got pretty quickly, like I had to get over myself and be willing to receive and that it wasn't all about me being the source for everyone. And like, I've got to work hard and support, you know, the family, which I did and I do, but it was also like, Oh, like the joy that they add to my life and the ease that, you know, uh, my husband adds to different, you know, areas of my life. It's not just all about me working hard and getting money. It's like, yeah. Yeah. The universe actually is showing up with all these various ways to contribute. Yeah. And then like what came up then when you were talking as well is like, what if like wherever you are in the world right now, when you hear this podcast, like what if nothing had ever chosen was wrong either like because so often for me I'll go into this place of like trying to fix something that I'd chosen in the past or try and analyze you know or that energy comes up again of need for instance and I'm like oh I'm doing it again but rather than just going oh I'm doing it again now I'm going to change it like how often do we go to that place of oh I'm doing it again now I need to figure out why I'll remember when I did it last time what did I do to change it then also what you what came up then was like you I mean you were given the real like baptism of fire with looking at this stuff with how it worked out for you but it could be the little things too guys like if you're listening to this and this energy comes up where you find yourself like going into that place of needing anything a job a person you know even your pets whatever that thing is that you fall on like your crutch or whatever like, what if the minute you notice that energy is when you have the opportunity to change something as well and not make yourself wrong, but look at, like, actually ask a question like, okay, I'm being needy again. If I, was, if I wasn't being needy, what would I choose here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look at, like, what, it, what shows up. And, you know, I love what you said about what's the worst that could happen because that could be a big thing. Like you said, you, you indulged in the energy of losing your job and all this sort of stuff, but... Sometimes, like, what the, what's the worst that could happen is fun to use on the really little things, too. Like, if I chose something different here, what's the worst that could happen? Like, usually this energy comes up or this choice, this problem, this thing presents itself, and this is where I would usually go. This is the path I would usually follow. Huh, what's the worst that could happen if I chose something different here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what? what have you not even considered that could occur that mm-hmm. could be greater than anything? expected or planned yeah and I think like it's so interesting with where the world is at the moment and how our lives have changed how much the little things are so much more blindingly obvious to me right now whereas before when I know most of the world of it has experienced a huge shift in activity of doing 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 things and now we have so much more space 
which doesn't mean we're not still super busy because I know we all are, but there seems to be such a different energy to things now for now. And it's shown me like it's given me time basically to look at all those little things that I've known have niggled at me when before the, this stuff's come up in the world, but I've always brushed aside because I've been too busy. And now it's also that space too of like, if you were creating your life and you know, we were never going back and this was the new future. What, what parts would you keep and what parts would you change and where would you go from here? And are you having to look at what you'd like to create? Because it's like, you can't really create your life unless you know what you'd like to have in it. Yeah. <laughs> what you'd like it to be like, what the energy is, you know, where would you like to live? And, and um, I always like Gary's way of doing this, which how he created Access. Gary Douglas, founder of Access Consciousness. Um, when he created, he was looking at creating his life and he was like, well, I, he was like basically three or four things. He's like, I know I want to travel. I know yeah. I want to make a difference, you know, in people's lives. Yeah. And I know my work needs to be different all the time. Like it can't be the same thing day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And he had an amount of money that he wanted to make a year at the time was like a hundred grand or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was it. And he just was like anything that matched that energy of those things. He said yes to. Yeah. And I love that because it's so simple and we think like, oh, we got to figure out like what exact job do we have our vision board? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like even if you have three or four things that um, are really important to you and I think his, I, mine would be very similar mm -hmm. um, and you start to ask for those energies to, to show up in your life and even if it doesn't make sense, yep. logically, but it matches that energy, yep. then you say yes and you see what happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't, even if it does make sense, like if it doesn't match that energy, you say no. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's so cool, like having these tools and, and being willing to to play with things and have the simplicity of it all really. Like it can be so easy. Like, you know, when someone says to you, what do you want your life to be like in five years? In this reality, it's like, oh my God, I need to know, you know, like I said, that vision board thing where you've basically got a picture of every last thing. But when it's this space of waking up every day and going, okay, so I want to create a life. Well, for me, it's like, I just want to create a life that's a gift to this world. And I always like had this thing of like, well, what do I want? what do I want to create in this world? Like when I die, what will my legacy be? And it was always so heavy for me because, <laughs> you know, there's so many brilliant people in the world, right? Like you watch like people talk about every day, you know, millions times over, people are doing these amazing things. And I'm like, here I am, little old Sarah sitting like <laughs> I was like, I'm not Mozart, I'm not fucking Picasso, but you know, even like the modern version of those people. But I was like, okay, so what if like for me, it could be this thing of like, when I create my life, I just want it to be a gift to the world. Mm. And that could be anything. It takes all of the parameters offered. It takes all of the significance, all of the, and just, it's an energy yeah. that I follow every and, day. And it could be anything you're doing that yep. creates that energy with one person or an animal or a plant or yeah. <laughs> yourself. It's like, yeah. So maybe like, just let's, let's be real bad and run a clearing here. So like everywhere that you guys that are listening have not acknowledged, claim don't acknowledge the gift you are to the world and how those small, small things and what you contribute to in the world that, that is not, you know, the biggest gift and everything that this world desires and requires right now. Can we destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. 
right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Because I, you know, I work, you know, we do a lot of behind the scenes stuff for access and we both have facilitation businesses. So we're in, in the, in the front, you know, in the spotlight every now and again as well. But like, what are you doing behind the scenes that is contributing to everything that's in front of the scenes and in the main light, whatever industry, whatever that looks like, that it's your contribution to the stuff behind the scenes that's creating at least as big, if not a bigger difference than the people that are in the spotlight or the limelight or the people that are getting the credit in a way, which we know isn't like it's bullshit anyway. They don't necessarily desire to have the credit, but a lot of the time someone's recognised for something, but it's those people behind the scenes, right, that are contributing at least as much, if not more, to the change mm. being available for people You're as even well. in family dynamics. Fuck now. yeah. Yeah. It's like you could be not the one making the money, but you're creating the ease at, at home that allows the other person to create the money and just acknowledging you, even if no one else is willing to or sees yep. you, it can make a huge difference and you just start to... Yesterday, I, I bought a very pretty bottle of wine. Uh-huh. It was like had a rose on the bottom. And I just, I was like, I'm just going to celebrate me. Like, cool. just for me. I got it for me. And I like, I love the bottle. And it's all glass, like the the cap, the thing. What do you call that? Anyway, cork thing? Cork. It's yep. not a cork. It's glass. Nice. And the bottom, I'll have to show you. And um, and I was just like, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm just celebrating me. I'm like, you know, I've been working really hard and I'm just going to have, like, I just acknowledged myself and yep. no one else had to. Yep. Just for me. Yeah. And that's so cool. I just myself on the way here pulled into the, we've got like a, an Ugg boot shop, which is very Australian. It's like this particular type of lamb's wool we use to make very cosy slippers here. But they also do, yes, you have yours on. I had mine on until I left the house. They're basically the best thing ever. Yeah. If you're ever in a cold area, you need to have a pair of these. Yeah. Um, but they also do big pieces. So I went and bought myself this double length, lambs wool thing to lay over my office chair that I sit on because I'm like I sit in this chair for anywhere from you know two to 15 hours a day like how can we also like do that yeah and honoring ourselves and our bodies as well and adorning ourselves with things that create more so like you know that thing of like buying yourself this beautiful bottle of wine like adorning your body and you with the beauty and Mm. yeah yeah, because it's what we all deserve in a way. Like it's, and it, it could be the little things again, like, or it could be the big things too. So awesome. So, how do people find you, Lauren? What have you? What do you? How can? Well, I've got a new thing now. It's not that new, but it's called the non mom mom. I so, love it. because I'm just not your typical mom. Nope. <laughs> so you can find me at uh, the non mom Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And I'm so glad that we ended up doing it in your office in Coolum Beach. Yeah. All the way from Vienna to here. I know. Yay. Cool. Thank you for listening, guys. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Consciousness Road Trip Podcast. If you'd like to find more of my podcast or more information, you can head to my website, sarahwatt.com.au forward slash road trip or sarahwatt.podbean.com. See you on the next episode.